my friends, to the In Obscuria podcast, a podcast where we exhume obscure rock and punk and metal, and we put them in one of three categories, the lost, the forgotten, or the should-have-beens. I am Kevin Williams, and that over there, that is the cheech to my chong. Hey, Bato! <laughs> Mr. Robert Harrison. Bato! A little more for Santa Claus, a little more for Santa Claus. <laughs> Why do I think of that one? I think of cheech. There's it's a good one. So many good, so much good material, and that's what I pull from is the one that we. I guess because I grew up on that. That was the first cheap song I heard every Christmas. Yeah, every one. That was great. Yeah, that was probably one of the ones my parents would have hid if they found that in my room. They would have snatched that and thrown it away. That <laughs> and single. if you don't know what we're talking about, you can hear the whole thing on last year's Christmas. Yeah, I was gonna episode. say don't play it again. <laughs> we played the whole damn thing. I'm not playing time. that again. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might have uh, edited it as is. I yeah, remember. But. That's all right. That's right up there with Bob and Doug McKenzie that featured. The great Getty Lee. Oh, take off, eh? Yeah, some great '80s humor. Was it early? Was it late '70s, or early '80s? No, it was early '80s. Early '80s. That's yeah. what I thought. I think I had my first record player in like 1980 or 81. That's when the single started. Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. Yeah. Well, we talked about that. That was yeah. my first one. Yeah. My That's, very first 45. My yeah. very first single was "I Love Rock and Roll." See, you and I are raised on the classics. The good mm, stuff. The good stuff. Absolutely. Starting it right with Joan Jett. Got a little ferocity from a woman scorned. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of classics, you and I got to see oh, classic man. version of a certain band. Oh, man. Yeah, we just got back this past weekend. We saw King's X. Yeah, Jeremy joined us, our friend Jeremy. Yep. Who's in Kevin's band. Who's been on the program several times. It's been a while. Yeah, he was he, mostly sober. He hit me up and said, I'm ready to come back on. I won't be crabby. <laughs> I guess he was thought he was crabby the other night. I don't know. I don't know. It's, uh, crabby is good for him. I think that's where the, the fun stuff comes from. Well, I think he had some reasons to be crabby, so. Yeah, cheers to him. Yeah, he, cheer, cheers, he, Jeremy. He had good, all good the on reasons you, to be as crabby as he wants to be. But it was a good show. They uh, Probably the last time I'll see him. The last time you'll see him? Yeah. Why? Because they may not come around for another. Because <laughs> they're getting old. <laughs> yeah, they're on up there, but they put on yeah. a good show, and they, uh, much to my chagrin, left out probably three of the, their most famous songs. How many bands tour and leave out three of their top ten? And it's not like they played a short show. I mean, no, it was, it was a nice a, long show. They basically played their entire new album. I, yeah, I don't even know if they left out a song. Yeah, maybe one or two bands of this age and caliber. You know, they're like, oh, here's that new song we just wrote, and everybody goes to the bathroom and comes back. But this was they're like, no, screw it. Here's our entire album we just wrote. Yeah, and they were jamming. Yeah, no music over my head, no black flag. Mm-mm. No, it's love. It's I mean, those love. are all big that's, songs. And I, th- I love that song. I so do too. I, I was, that's one that Ty sings too. Yeah. So that would have given Doug a little reprieve. But you would think of like, hey, take over for a minute, sing that song. Man, they were good though. Yeah, I looked it up while we were there because somebody asked, and mm-hmm. Doug Pinnock is seventy-two years old. Seventy-two years, and old. he was rocking it. Yep, and he actually sounded better than he has in the past couple of years. The past few times I've seen him, he's always seemed like he has some something going on with his sinus where he's mm-hmm. having to like take extra breaths and spit a lot. And yeah. Can't get everything out. That's this time the, he was good. That's the snot. He had the snot. Happens to the best of us. Yeah. But that's what I was saying. We might not see him again. If they tour again, that's great, but they may not. Who knows? He seems to be in good health, so yeah. I don't know. Jerry has had a heart attack or two, so yeah. yeah. You don't know about the drummer. That lineup right and man, there. Which, he was hitting it. Yeah, 40. That band's been together 40 years, original drummer. I mean, that's rare for us to see bands with the original yeah. drummer. King's X has never had a different member. I mean, that is King's X. Yeah. Without any of those three guys, it's kind of like Rush. It's, not it's just not the same band. Although I know Rush had a different drummer the first album, but that Technically, God. Gosh. Got all those emails. Um, you're not <laughs> The geeks were out wrong. there. They were already hands to keys. 
<laughs> um, sir. What about John Rossi? No. Ten, he yeah, gets the first jumper. Yeah, I technically, technically, there was another drummer there. Yes, thank you. <laughs> they were awesome, man. I really enjoyed the tracks they were playing, too. What the hell did you just say? You know, they, the played, back- they played to some awesome backing tracks, didn't you think? <laughs> no, Come not on. at all. Don't not even kid around about that, man. All. Those guys were organic. This was gets. no wasp, I'll tell you that. No, not at all. <laughs> He didn't have the spring-loaded microphone stand, but he didn't need it. That's not a band you go to see the show. You they go don't to move hear, around. You a lot. go to hear the music. They never did. I mean, no. when we saw them twenty, oh god, twenty-four years ago at the Cotton Club, it was mm-hmm. the same show except for their new album. Well, all three people sing. Yeah, so you can't move around that it's much when much you're doing a whole bunch of harmonies. Yeah, but that's just that's what I liked about it. It, I, it was it was some good memories. You know, twenty-four years apart, seeing the same you and I mm-hmm. seeing the same band. It was, it was pretty cool to be able to see that. Absolutely awesome. And the second show for me in the past two weeks, I didn't tell you about the no, other show. Are you two timing me? Who you oh, see man. shows with? No, I went, so I didn't really see the show, but oh. I heard the Screaming Girls. Oh, that show. Mm-hmm. My yes. sister came into town. She lives about two and a half hours away. She said, hey, I'm coming to the Brave Stadium, to the Battery, where the Atlanta Braves play, because there is a Korean girl pop group mm-hmm. with nine girls, nine singers yeah, and dancers. Your sister want to see it or? No, she said, I'm coming. I'm bringing Maggie, oh, my niece. got it. Okay. And I'm going to just be hanging out. So why don't you just come hang out with me? Cause I'm not going in. Why don't you come suffer with me? <laughs> That's what she was saying. So what's cool about the, the Brave Stadium is it's called the Battery. It's like a little area, kind of like a little faux town that they've made around the baseball stadium. Yeah, so it's cool got restaurants, got restaurants and shops, places and to hang, bars, bars and stuff. For the grown-ups. So that's what we did. We just kind of hung out. We actually went to see a movie. We saw a movie and hung out, and the concert was still going on. Oh, you just left the girls? Yeah, they went in. They're, yeah. they're teenagers. They're oh, that's right. They're, I, I, I will always envision them as about eight or nine, but they're teenagers But now. guess what? It was not my niece's first concert. Because she saw me in June. So That's true. I'm technically my niece's she, she first can always concert. Say that. You ruined her. Everything ah. else is going to be a letdown from now on. Mm-hmm. Yep. She saw a band called Twice. Oh, it's not a band. A, gr- it's a, a, a group. pop group called yeah. Twice. I wouldn't. But they have nine girls, other bands. So go figure. Korean pop group. Yeah, they are completely interchangeable. If one slips and falls, they just open up. Maybe that's what it is. They Bam. just have extras, yeah. just in case. Open open that Spontaneous door. Spontaneous yeah, combustion. comes in. Yeah. Anyway, they, they were horrible. Yeah, I'm glad I had to see that. Absolutely horrible. I knew I could hear something. Brave Stadium is just down the street, and I, I heard some cacophony or something going on. I All thought, you could really hear were the girls screaming yeah. over top of that's like a, the, the music. Yeah. It was like... like Stab me in the eyeball before I have to go Korean there, Beatlemania, basically. Yeah. It's good good to be single, not have kids. have to do stuff like that. So what's going on with you this week? What do we need to know? What do the listeners need to know about Robert Harrison's life? And now let's kick it back on over to Robert Harrison for our five-day weather forecast. Robert. It's hot. Well, thank you, Roosevelt. What's the weather like out there? It's hot. Damn hot. Real hot. Hot of this is my shorts. I can cook things in it. Little crotch pot cooking. Well, can you tell me what it feels like? Foo, what is hot? I told you again. Were you born on the sun? It's damn hot. It is hot. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's a finally rained, out but it's there. hot. Yeah, it rained after a week of not raining, but it was uh, quite... I worked outside in the uh, the tiny... 
uh, what do you call it? The tiny firehouse garage thing. The tiny firehouse. You had a tiny it's a fire big, truck. Now you have a yeah, tiny firehouse. It, it's a big garage, but it's a tiny firehouse. So it's a mini me to the actual firehouse. Like somebody washed it and it shrank. But I was having to do some work out there and I waited and it was like 5.15. I got out there within an hour. Man, I'm just dripping sweat and it's like, okay, this is a futile effort. I'm going to wake up early tomorrow and finish that work. But yeah, that's just this time of year, man. It's not, you just learn to deal with it. People complain. And I'm like, nah, you, it's just fact of life. You work around it. All that working outside, you got to eat something, man. Have you been cooking up a storm? I got to know. You know, I've been raiding my freezer. I realize I've That's been, not worthy of a button push. No, it's not. But I've been, I had been cooking so much that I had no more room in the freezer because I, you know, try to cook two or three meals at a time. If I'm going to trash my entire kitchen, I'm going to get some leftovers. I was like, I need to thin the herd. So I've been eating a lot of leftovers. So no. So I'm not pressing no, any buttons. No, no. Oh, man. No, I, had a, I had a nice cucumber salad. From the, the, from we've the, already covered it's from the one. garden I know but I made another one because I got plenty of, if anybody needs cucumber just stop by I got buckets of them so I'm just disappointed you're supposed to be doing like savory deep fries I know man I, I, I'm sorry I'll, I'll get back you on that letting wagon. the listeners down yeah. they, they had their pencils out man. they were going to write down ready. the recipe I'm saving up there's going to you know after the it was try, it's hard to top the deep fried food festival things like that and so I'm just letting some time go by and so I don't have to try to top that again we need a cheese festival cheese festival well you know we did the grilled cheese International Grilled Cheese ex, um, Symposium. <laughs> grilled Cheese no, Symposium. It was an exposition, I think. I'm, oh, I'm not sure okay. what the difference is, but mm. it's one of those. We had that a few years ago, and then we had version two, and we had four griddles set up in the main room, and people would come in, and they would describe this grilled cheese, and they would cook it and serve samples. And you would just walk around eating samples of grilled cheese, and there was always two or three getting cooked at any given time. So you, everybody was just overloaded on that one. That yeah, was that's, that's too much. Much. What you need, and I'll come over for this one. Yeah. If you have a dip festival where it's, everything's a dip, some Ooh. sort of dip, I'm over here for that. Well, so so far we've done savory dips, sweet yeah. dips. I don't care. I like the dip. We've done church casserole night, which everything had to be a casserole. We had 32 casseroles. We're talking dessert casseroles, sal- you know, entrees and appetizer casseroles, and that was a great one. There was all kinds of casseroles. We've done casseroles can be scary, night. man. Yeah, you don't know what you're getting. Don't know what you're getting, but it was good. People were in their A game for that. We did the fried food night. We did the grilled cheese night. We've done fondue night. Uh, we fondue did, night is kind of like what I'm suggesting. It's almost, but, but I, know I, want dip I know what you're talking about. Dip fest. Yeah. I'm, I'm liking this. Okay. I'm going to have to think about that and work on that. And I'll let you know when we schedule that one. Because right. that includes things to dip it in. It's not just the dip. Right. It's got, the conveyors of yes. dip to get it from the bowl to your mouth. So exactly. it's not just chips. No, There's man. other things. There's so many things you like can Like Reese's peanut butter cups. Dip that in the French onion dip. Mm. Really anything you can yeah. dip. <laughs> God, baby, man. Very good. <laughs> Ooh, even that one made me you go, no. Could, you could take that as no. far as you want. Nope, 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 nope. I couldn't <laughs> even say that with a straight face. <laughs> so yeah, maybe that's next on the agenda, dip fest. Well, after you take a dip in some nacho cheese, go listen to- minute, Whose cheese is it? God damn it. <laughs> go listen to Pot of Thunder, Cooper's and Fire, Going Up Rock, Slam Fest Podcast, Decibel Geek, A to Z Radio, Metal Up Your Podcast, The Hustle, Disciples of the Watch. Podcast Rock City, Sean Geek and Fast Fret Podcast, State of America, Rock Strikes 10, Potter Than Hell, Podkiss, The Kiss Room, Ages of Rock, Retro Zest Podcast, and Don't, whoops, I forget one, The Synaptic Empire, and Don't, don't forget it, The Synaptic Empire, <laughs> forget about Monty, hey, 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 it's Monty, Monty's Rockcast. I've only done this, I don't know, 186. 180 times. Yeah. Yes, uh, come visit us in obscuria.com. Like us, share us, recommend us, Facebook, Twitty, Twitty? <laughs>
<laughs> the hell's wrong with me? Kind Twitter. Way Twitter. <laughs> Darling, it's been a long time. I don't know if they say that. I come back here to Nashville and I see a lot of people I, I don't know. Hello, darling. I don't know that voice either, but I hope he's talking to you. He is. That's Conway Twitty. Hello, Conway. Hello, darling. Nice to see you. It's been a long time. You're just as lovely. That's what I imagine he's saying. Twitter and Instagram. Go leave us a review. God knows we need one. Yes. After the show, please skip this show, then leave us a review. <laughs> All right. So I got a question for you, Robert Toe. Yes. Have you ever in your life buried a time capsule? I've buried some things. Let's see. Time capsule. Not living. We don't, yeah. wanna, we don't you know, you don't want to no, say I've that. No, I have never, ever buried anything that was alive. What the hell did you just say? Not live. I'm just saying any kind of time. You've never like participated in a time capsule. I swear I did. Like when you were in elementary school, but it was for the bicentennial. That's why I'm 1976. 1976. Yeah. Wow. Myrtle Grove Elementary School. So have you opened it up? Did you go back and no? No. Actually, I just realized they demolished the school last year. I should have thought about that. Still there. It's probably still there somewhere. Yeah. Somebody needs to get a metal detector and go find that. Hmm. Well, too bad because I found one this week. You did. I did, sort of. It's fascinating. I, I, I think I do. I'm going to go bury one in the backyard. So yeah, go when bury I'm some stuff. Dead and gone. Somebody finds that. I sort of found one. I'm going to say this is one. Yeah. So I was down in the old family crypt. Yeah. I was feeding the ghosts and goblins that reside down there, as I do every week. Souls. It's a thankless task. Yes. And I was kind of digging around for something, looking in the bins, trying to find, uh, you know, some stuff, something that might provide us with, I don't know, a topic. For this week, I had nothing in the head. So like, hmm, what are we going to talk about? And then I found it. It was a time capsule. It was mine and my wife's very first generation one or two iPad. Oh, it was like 42 pounds. Oh my God. We got that thing probably 2010, 2011. Yeah. Yeah. Those things were heavy. Mm -hmm. They were chunky and heavy. I couldn't believe how far we've come with the iPads. Yeah. Well, you think they're heavy, but then you take the case off and you realize, no, these things are really lightweight. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. So after I found an old charger, because you had to have, they didn't have the lightning chargers back then. They yeah. had different chargers. Big wide ones. I had to find I was, a I've wide got, charger. I got one for you, man. I got a box of ab- obsolete chargers. Just let me know. So, I mean, the, the screen's all cracked and, it, you know, that's oh, okay. why we stopped using it. Plus yeah. it probably just crapped out on us. But I finally got it to hold a little bit of a charge. So I got it about 20%. I was able to get it working and I clicked on, I don't know if you remember the old icons, but it used to be like a little, like a little iPod, like a visual of an iPod. Yeah. And that was was your iTunes library. And so I clicked on the little iPod Mm -hmm. and I was greeted with just music that had been loaded directly to that device way back when. And that error of, I don't know, the 2010s, 20 teens, Mm -hmm. it was all of that music, all that stuff that I was listening to at that time. That is like a time castle. I've got that on mine because I have my iPad that I was listening to it in the kitchen up until two years ago. That was my kitchen device that it kept going that long. But have you been updating yours? No. Okay. So this had been updated Same obviously thing. It, it, been, it was like a, a 90s early 2000s snapshot of what i was listening yeah. to so i thought well it's a time capsule let's do this this is going to be episode 188 the 20 teens rock and punk and metal time capsule now, caveat here is a lot of people who are in our demographic, yes. our age group, Gen X, Gen Xers will say there was nothing good at that time. I was just about to say, my memory makes me think that there was nothing good, but I know that's not true because right. 
there was always good music. It, there didn't seem to be a lot of it. And we weren't, you and I weren't listening to some of what other people were. So maybe. I think when people say that, maybe they're thinking of, because a lot of times people kind of stick with what they listen to in their youth. Exactly. Right. And that's why that's I know kind of the I know it's not quo. true, but it's easy to think that way. I just don't remember a lot other than the Stroke Stripes, Highs, Vines. <laughs> uh, you just hit all of them. Yeah. There we all go. Right, that's what we listen to. See ya. <laughs> no, I think what it is, is a lot of folks, either they stop listening to or stop seeking out new stuff mm-hmm. around that time. They That's just it. stick to what it was or they just really don't put any effort into it. Therefore, the only thing they're exposed to is either what's popular or what somebody else is playing. Mm-hmm. And I found, I mean, I'm always searching for new music. It's kind yeah. of just what I do. It's me. But I found lots of things on here that I had forgotten about because as my library has built over the years, some of those things don't come up on shuffle that often. No, and you got five bazillion songs exactly. on your iTunes. Exactly. So this is truly a snapshot. It's truly a time capsule of this time. Mm-hmm. So we're going to see, was rock and roll dead? Because it's been pretty well revived, at least as far as we're talking. Because yeah, we're we getting ju- lots of new material. We just did several shows yeah. on new stuff, and it's good. So let's see, was this the dark decade, as some people consider it? So if there were bands during this time calling themselves a rock band, more than likely at the time, people were referring to them as indie rock. Remember that was a phrase, indie rock. Yes. I, yes. I was going to say what kept me going during that time, of, I wasn't necessarily looking for any music, but what kept me in the loop was the indie rock channel yeah. on Sirius XM. Exactly. Which, uh, alt... Is that the alt? Uh, there's Sirius, oh, is it U- yeah. XMU. XMU, it's, it's a, right. you, it's, They're going for like college rock station, even though it's right. not college rock. But I bought a new car. You remember 2005, mm-hmm. got a new car and it had XM radio. And that's when I started listening. I was in the car a lot back then. And so the Band of Horses, I wouldn't have known about right. them except for that. Indie rock. Yeah, right. true indie rock. Yeah. So that was the, the term, the category that had kind of come about during this time, during this decade. The other stuff, that would have been considered rock were any holdovers from the previous decade, which to me was really a dark decade Mm -hmm. because it was holdover from the new metal and post-grunge period where they merged and they started calling it active rock and it's still there today. you can't get rid of it. And it still sounds the same today to me. But hey, you know, if you like it, cool, so be it. Whatever. So here's what I did to see, was rock really dead? Was that the dark decade? And I Googled, this is no shit, I Googled, Top rock albums of the 20 teens. And I just picked whatever list came up first. And number two is Michael Jackson. So here's the list. <laughs> He's always. Here's the list. Now, this again, these are the 20 teens. This is 2010 through 2019, the top 10 rock albums. That's what I typed in. Mm-hmm. Number 10, Black Star, David Bowie. Now, David Bowie, yes, in the past, yes. he was a rock that musician. That album was not. That album was him doing jazz. Yeah. Let's just yeah, be yeah. honest. That was his very last album. It dropped, and then he dropped like two days later. <laughs> He's like, see ya. <laughs> okay. Number nine, Frank Ocean, Channel Orange. What? Is that Billy's brother or son? I have no idea. It's not rock, I can tell you that. No. Okay, number eight. We got to get some rock in here. Kendrick Lamar. Oh, Damn is the name of the album. That's not rock. No. I Googled rock. This is what I got. Number seven, Daft Punk. That is electronic dance music. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Number six. Just pure electronic. Yeah. Yeah. Number six. We've got to get some rock in here. Beyonce. Mm. Lemonade. 
the hell's going on with this list? It's got to get better. We're in the top five. It's AI, got, AI generated this list. That's I, what it, it I'm, was, I'm assuming. It's taken over. Number five. This has to be rock, right? Taylor Swift, 1989, the album. Oh, my God. Number four, Adele, 21. I haven't heard any rock yet. Nope. Number three, Kendrick Lamar. Oh, that guy again. He, second intro for him. Good yeah. Kid, Mad City. Okay, last two. We got to hit some rock here. Number two, this is rock, right? Kanye West. I'm getting nauseous. Excuse me. And the number one rock album of the 20 teens, according to this crazy list that came up first when I Googled it, Kendrick Lamar again to pimp a butterfly. I think Kendrick Lamar put this in. Yeah. I don't even know who that is. He I'll made, be honest with I you. Know. I don't know who that is. Yeah, I'm not even going to Google him. I don't want him. I've heard the name. Because I he's on this list three times. Couldn't tell you. Thing. Although I like the name Pimp a Butterfly. To Pimp a Butterfly. Yeah. They are kind of nature's pimps. They got the colorful things walking down the street. The only thing that I've even heard, well, there's two two albums that I've heard on this entire list of 10, and mm. neither one are rock. None of these albums are rock. So we've got our work cut out for us tonight. we got to rewrite this list. Woo. So let's see what we can do. All right. Now, I've actually covered this topic once before, and you don't remember it at all. No, because I had half a beer. Because you weren't here. Oh, that's why. It was an infamous episode. The absolute worst episode ever released by me because it was me solo. On a balcony. On a balcony. Freezing your nuts off. At a beach. Shivering. On a January 1st or so, right after New Year. Episode 9. It was Shallow Graves digging the 20 teens. I think I recorded it either on New Year's Day or New Year's Eve of 2019 to 2020. And like you said, I was freezing and drunk. Yeah. And if... You not knowing what kind of a amazing fun year 2020 was going to turn out to be. I was also trying to be very quiet because yeah, my entire family were asleep and it was like three in the morning. So yeah. on top of everything I just mentioned, it's like three in the morning and I'm an idiot at that time of the night. And uh, it sounded a little bit like this. Welcome back, my friends, to the In Obscuria podcast, so a podcast cool. where we exhume obscure rock and punk and metal. If you guys hear some... Uh, some wind or uh, noise in the background is because I'm actually I'm actually not in Atlanta. I'm on vacation. I'm in in Florida, and I'm actually sitting outside. And I thought this was a really good idea when I started, but it's gotten kind of cold. So if you hear my teeth chattering, it's because it's cold, even though I'm in Florida. But uh, again, we're gonna soldier on. And I'm gonna try to do these kind of in a blast so that I can get as many songs out there. To- wow. So how wow. many how many lewds that you have? I know. It was like uh, uh, It's like I was on college radio. I'm gonna die any second now, but I don't <laughs> want to song, inhale the and next ruin song is this vibe. I really love the next song. I'm really into it, can't you tell? Overdosed on Benadryl. Uh, horrible. Never go listen to episode nine. I should probably just take it down. But now you've heard a little bit of it, so you don't have to hear it. And it's our fifth, it's our fifth most downloaded episode. <laughs> it probably is. All right. So today we are covering, again, 2010 to 2015. Oh. So I'm not going to go all oh. the way. I'm only going to cover the first five You worked years. it, so you got a whole other episode So we can up. get another episode Smart in, because man. I'm going to prove to you people that this decade actually did rock. And I'm going to start with a band that sit firmly between punk and hard rock. And I first heard them. We just mentioned 
Jeremy Zamora. I first heard them on the radio in 2011, I believe. The Swear were in L.A. Mm-hmm. We were playing our show. Whiskey, the whiskey a go-go. A go-go. We were driving down Hollywood Boulevard, myself, uh, our drummer Alex, and Jeremy Zamora, and we cranked on KROQ or whatever the L.A. station was, and they were playing. K-Rock, coming up next. <laughs> they were playing this band. We had never heard them, and we were like, oh, yeah. This is good stuff and totally dig this band. I played them on that episode. Mm-hmm. So nobody's ever heard us play them before because <laughs> nobody's heard that episode. We could yeah. just re-record that episode. Nobody would know. LA band formed in 2002. We've discussed their drummer, Joey Castillo, on our very first episode. He was in a band also called Sugar Tooth. Mm-hmm. We played them on the actually the very first song we ever played on Inoscuria, Sugar Tooth. Oh, that's trivia right there. Trivia. Win a t-shirt. Call yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> he also played with Danzig and Queens of the Stone Age, but at this point in time, he was in the Bronx. And like I said, I've played them once. Nobody's heard it because nobody listened to that episode. I also saw them once. I saw them in Athens, Georgia a few years ago, and I went by myself. I think Jeremy was supposed to go with me, but mm-hmm. he couldn't for some reason. So I drove all the way to Athens, which is, I don't know, 45, 50 hour, whatever it is. Drove all the way there, went to the Georgia Theater, mm-hmm. which is a cool place to see a band. And this band started playing. It's like four bands. This band started playing. And people started backing up a little bit because they're a little aggressive. And the singer actually came out into the crowd and did like the last three songs out there, just like kind of daring people to come at them. Come at me, bro. But they're cool. They're not like that. But it was, it was a little, um, it was, you know, a little scary, actually. (laughs) That guy might just go mental. You don't know what's going to happen. Super cool band. They're called The Bronx. Mm -hmm. They have six albums to date and they have three albums from their alter ego band, which is a mariachi band (laughs) called Mariachi El Bronx. And it's awesome. It's all mariachi music. Same guys, Mm -hmm. same, just they just put the suits on and do the mariachi thing. Next Cinco de Mayo, we're playing that. <laughs> so I'm going to play from their 2013 album. This is, every album is just a number, sort of like Chicago, yeah, but doesn't sound like Chicago. So this is from the Bronx Four. This is from the album, I believe, or maybe it was a single that was going to be released. I, I don't remember exactly timing wise, you know, it's a little hazy, but I believe this was the first thing I ever heard by them. And I'm going to play this song style over everything.
firmly in the realm of the aforementioned stroke stripe size vines. Hmm. And around the same time period, maybe a little bit later. A little bit later. A little bit later than that. But he was definitely edgier than them with his voice. There was, he could scream, that guy. I think the garage rock stuff was more in the previous decade, wasn't it? Yeah, Yeah. they're definitely in in the mid-2000s. Yeah. I I think it kind of peaked around then. But still, I mean, they're in that same genre of, it's rock, it's with a punk edge. Yeah, they they do a good job of blending. Garagey. Yeah, blending punk with hard rock. And it's very L.A. Like, they're an L.A. band. It sounds very Hollywood Boulevard, kind of put all that stuff together, kind Mm. of dirty. Good stuff. I like it. Sleazy. 20 years earlier, it would have been a little hairy. Maybe, yeah. We, I don't know if that singer would have worked for, for that style, mm. but they're good stuff. We'll have to check out a little Mariachi El Bronx at some point. Well, they went from, I mean, this was the, the Paul Diano. Did I get it right? You got it right. Did I get it right? If you're talking about Iron Maiden? Yeah. <laughs> if you're talking about another band, no. No, he was, he, he's, the, he's the Paul Diano. Then the more operatic singer would come next. So he's getting oh, the band started. And then I see. They go into the- uh, I wouldn't kick era. him out because he's going to punch you in the face. I, I've, seen I've seen him live. He's seen him live? Yeah. He, he's- yeah. Uh, He's a little menacing. <laughs> yeah. All right. So next is an American alternative metal slash progressive metal band formed in the late 90s in Sulphur Springs, Texas. Mm. Smell that? Mm. It smells like eggs. Yes. They produced two self-released albums and then they signed to Surgical Strike Records which was a universal label, but it was Serge Tunkian's label. You remember that guy, Serge? Serge. He was in System of a Down. Oh, that guy. And he had his own label for a minute. Wake up! <laughs> That's, it. That's, all, That's all we know. That's it. That was a good band. Uh, very weird. Very weird. Like a, like a metal Zappa. It, yes, I put it in that category. I was not a big fan. It was just too... I like it. It, I, it made me really edgy listening to it, and not in a good way. Yeah, it's it's very Beavis. Yeah. It puts you in a Beavis mood. Are you threatening me? You can take me, but you cannot take my bunghole. <laughs> For I have no bunghole. <laughs> I am the great Cornholio. <laughs> And I, at that time and place in my life, I didn't need that. There was, <laughs> life was giving me that. It was in the middle of the recession and all yeah. kinds of crap going on. So. so this band signed to his label, but we don't have to worry about the Universal Gestapo this time because we're not going to play the one album they did on that label. We're not going to uh, play from that album. Screw you guys. Screw you guys. Gestapo. Yes. They only did the one major label and then their last album was on an independent. That's the only album I've actually ever heard. It's the one I own. And uh, I honestly don't really know how they came on my radar. I want to say it was like an Amazon suggestion Mm -hmm. or something like that, but I don't really remember when they came onto my radar, but I know that they were in the scene around 2007, 2008, doing like Coachella and all of those festivals Mm -hmm. and they opened for Rage Against the Machine and played with Queens of the Stone Age and even Muse and, and Serge's solo band. So they were on the scene, but they just never quite broke big. They had a few goes at it. Goes at it? Does that sound right? Yeah. That goes at it. Okay, we'll go with that. Yeah, a few goes. A few goes. But it just didn't really take. And after they toured in 2012 on the last album, they started to record their new album, and then they just went dark. Their socials went dark, all communications went dark, and then it wasn't until a year or two later that a former member said, yeah, we had a bunch of debt, and we lost our label, and so we just decided to quit and scatter across the country, and they haven't been back since. The band's name, and maybe you've heard them, I don't know, their name is Fair to Midland. Fair to Midland, yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, it's all right. It's all right. It's not great. It's not bad. (laughs) Oh, we could just go all night with that joke. Yeah, four albums from 2001 to 2011. So they barely make the decade. But again, this is the only album I own. It's called Arrows and Anchors, and I thought it was really good. And I was surprised that I'd never heard from them again. But Mm -hmm. I didn't really follow them, so I I just thought, oh, they were just a one and done. I didn't know they had other stuff out before that. But I really like this album, and I really like this song. It's called Whiskey and Ritalin. Oh Jesus. I love that. 
I saw a look of concern on your face at first because the first couple of riffs, you're like, oh no, it's like new metal or something. Yeah, I was worried where it was going to go with that, but... But then it when, changes. When he came in with the very melodic voice and uh-huh. then would go back and forth, the just absolute frenetic guitar drums and then compared that to his voice and then they brought in the piano. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, now I see why they were opening up for Muse. Very similar in that. that it's, they can bring it heavy, 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 but maintain the melody, the melodicness, mm-hmm. melodiousness. Is that a word? <laughs> it is now. It is I now. think you've used it before, so it's okay. definitely a word. Yeah, if you use it twice, then yeah. it's an actual word. Totally. So the melodiousness of it was superb and I'd love that. Yes. Awesome. I'm, I was worried about this one. There's this one and no, another one okay. where I'm like, hmm, no, is he going to think active what rock I love. or something? I love that. Like I said, as long as you can get somewhere, either with the vocals or another instrument, it's that combination. You, you can go crazy with the new metal sounding stuff. It was produced very 2011 production. Yes, and like that's where that you and really I agree. agree that the main problem with new metal is overproduction, way too many tracks, and trying to do too much. And too low. Yeah, it's not. Everything's low. Everything's detuned, way too detuned. So I thought when I heard this band, I was like, it's like Rush, the guys from Rush and Yes got together and went, hey, you, you want to make a new metal album? Hey. <laughs> this is what it would sound like. Hey, you want to have some illicit love children? <laughs> if they tried. This is their, <laughs> yes, their love child yes. playing a little bit of new metal mixed with mm-hmm. Russian. Yes, that's that's me. Probably everybody else is like, what the hell is he talking about? Yeah, Brandon's not happy with you right now. <laughs> oh, well. Okay, next is an American power pop band from West Virginia. Hmm. You don't say that often, do you? No, no, no. Bluegrass, yes. Don't know that I've ever heard that yeah. phrase, that sentence uh-huh. said before. Uh-uh. And this is another band that I discovered, I believe, through the old interwebs. I believe iTunes suggested this. When I mistyped a song that I was looking for, I remember I was looking for something specifically. I mistyped it. And you got Conway. Bad, bad you got, fingers. You got Conway Twitty. Hello, Conway. Hello, darling. Nice to see you. And I got this, and I was like, that's not what I'm looking for, but what is this? Hmm. Oh, I think I like this. It's a band called Roswell Kid, and Roswell is with a Z. Oh, that's See what they did there? Yeah, I like that. And the album cover was very 80s looking. Like, uh, it was a painting, but it was a painting of a guy playing a guitar that looked very, like, dock in 1985. Was there a Viking in it? No Vikings, Vikings. unfortunately, no. No reason for us to play Mork, Mork, Mork. But I was like, hmm. What is this? It didn't sound 80s to me. It sounded a little more garagey power pop. And I was like, oh, I like this. Now, this band actually picked up a little bit of traction with their last release, not the one that I first heard. But with their last release, they actually went to number 13 on the Billboard Heat Seekers album chart and number 24 on the vinyl albums chart. I didn't even know there was a vinyl album chart. That's nothing to blow your nose at. It's pretty damn good. Unfortunately, they did not capitalize on that because they haven't released anything since then. Ah, Fatal mistake. That is a bad thing. You, you put out something in laurels. 2017, you hit the charts, and then you're still around, but you haven't released anything else. Yeah, you, you pretty much missed the boat there. Yeah. But damn good band. I heard them first in 2015. It was an EP called The Good Graphics EP. And I, like I said, I thought it was good graphics. I liked the they, album cover. It was cool. They named it Good Graphics. And this is the song that I got when I mistyped what I was actually looking for, which I could not tell you what that was, but I remember this is what I got. And it's a song called Baby's First Sideburns. Baby's first 
definitely some power pop. That is a band I want to see live. Yeah. That just sounds fun to me. They get 14 songs in 36 minutes. <laughs> Less than two minutes, that single. Yeah. <laughs> Caught me off guard. <laughs> love it. And what a bass tone, man. Yeah. I love, love, love distorted bass. You know that. Yeah, of course. I love that sound. With our friend Lemmy leading the way on distorted bass sounds. Mm-hmm. No, I could never, I don't think many can imitate what sound he got. He got the t- most trebly bass, but still bass sound I've ever yeah. heard. He ran it through a Marshall stack, didn't he? He did. He only played through a Marshall. It versus like, a lot of people like, we'll double like Chris Squire would play through a Marshall and, and a it to a, you know, a bass amp Bassman well. or something like that. Yeah, he had a, a amp egg or whatever it was. But yeah, Lemmy's the only one that I know that only played through a Marshall. So, mm-hmm. and, and if you just, like I've plugged my Rickenbacker into my Marshall and tried to imitate the it Emmy. doesn't sound the same. I can't get the Lemmy sound. I don't know really? what he did. It was just in his fingers. Just him. Magic fingers. We've talked about that before. It's Especially not in the dials. Nope. It's in the fingers. Yeah. All right. Learn that the hard way. Let's move on to some, you're going to love this. This is so you. Right. I know you're looking for some melodic skate punk. <laughs> That's what you like. Yes. Yes, I do. Yes. Down your alley, man. Yeah, because I, I was can't. actually watching skateboarding X Games last night. Oh, I can't I mean, it's not that I hate it. I, I watched just, it for like 10 minutes. And I yeah, like, I watched okay. it and go, no, I was never that good. I was never coordinated enough to stand on a skateboard, much less do tricks. I can't watch it just for fun because it makes me either want to skate yeah. or it makes me realize how pathetic I was as a skateboarder. Mm-hmm. I put so much effort into it in With no, my eighth and ninth grade year and just I just sucked. But I did was you, horrible. Did you walk around with a skateboard sometimes? I always had a skateboard in See, my hand. Always. That's all that matters. Yeah. It doesn't matter a, that you couldn't ride it. You I had was it in such your a poser. I was yeah. horrible. <laughs> so bad. This is a skate punk band from Leeds, UK, which is not where you think of most skate punk bands coming from. Mm-hmm. Most of their songs, they blend a lot of speed, a lot of technicality, but they also have harmonies. So it makes them a little different than just your, you know, your punk usual skate punk. Mm -hmm. They have nice harmonies. And I have literally no idea how this ended up on the iPad that I'm talking about. I have no no memory of this whatsoever. Back when you were taking all that Ambien and downloading stuff. Let's set the scene in the decade that was the 20 teens. Yeah. I had two babies. So, yeah, I wasn't always with it <laughs> in my late nights. And, uh-huh. you didn't and know I had to do something while going. I'm feeding a baby, you yeah. know, in the middle of the night. So I would do a lot of scrolling on the old yeah. iPad and, you know, had the headphones in while, while babies soothed the sleep with mm-hmm. me rocking the baby. I'm listening to this band, apparently, hey, The Human Project. Sleep. Please go to sleep. Please go to sleep. No memory. And I don't think I've heard this album since probably I downloaded it. That explains it right there. <laughs> 2013 the is fog when, of two little girls that are what nine months apart. Yeah, yeah. So I had uh, one baby in 2012, and mm-hmm. the other little girl came in 2013. Mm-hmm. And this album is from 2013, which is when I downloaded it, probably sleep deprived and just spending money for no reason. Yeah, where did my paycheck go? <laughs> Now, I would say, so when I listened to it, I was like, oh, I had no memory of this whatsoever, but it's cool. Definitely a little bit of hard rock and metal in the mix. It's not just straightforward punk, which is probably why I downloaded it, because mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting. And um, I did a little interweb search, because I know nothing about the band, The Human Project. And if you Google The Human Project, 
don't believe it because it says that they had nine albums from 2006 to 2022. And I'm like, oh, they're still around. Mm-hmm. And I went and checked out some of the more recent stuff. I don't think this is the same band. Oh. I think there's another The Human Project out there because yeah. it's like an old guy kind of doing like twangy country stuff. Oh, you knock 20 songs out within yeah. two weeks so doing I, that stuff. I think this band from the UK only had three albums. And I think, I don't know if this was their last one, but it looks like this is the last one on Bandcamp. So mm-hmm. not really able to find a lot of information on them. So the only thing I saw was in Facebook where they were still around, but they just didn't have any albums out. But it looks like this past April, 2023, they announced on Facebook, we're, we're done. We played our last show. Don't know why they didn't release any more albums, but mm. we got this one from 2013 that I have no memory of. And it's actually really good. I'm going to play a song called Antipathetic from their album Origins.
lot of going on there. Yeah, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. This was the other one I was worried about you a little bit. That didn't hit as well as the first one. That's what I thought. first one I loved. Yeah. I want to go back and hear more of that. This I'm like, eh, whatever. This was their ballad. <laughs> the rest of the uh, the rest of the album pretty fast. <laughs> Slow dance. <laughs> this is their couple skate. Couple skate only. Yes, couples to the dance floor or to the roller. Yes. R- what did they call? What are they? The, the rink. The they rink? just call it the rink. What do wow, they say when they know. introduce the couples? To the skate floor. Is it skate? Just have a dance floor. It's got to be some other name for it. it. It's been a minute, Kevin. I have not been to a roller skating <laughs> I rink. I need and, you to go to a Sparkles this yeah, weekend. Our local skating. <laughs> is that a franchise? Uh, I think it's a franchise. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you, so we've got a roller skating rink down the street called Sparkles. Yes, and you they, need to go to the Sparkles and figure out what they call They have the, adult night. I know. Well, dude, there are know adults that. in there all the time. Right. I, but I take the kids a, and they're always night. adults knocking down the kids. <laughs> You would, yeah, it's become a thing now. There are people. They're really good. I've seen in Atlanta, videos of it. Yeah. That are really into roller skating. Yeah. And what's just like skateboarding, like, wow, that looks fun. I should tell you, no, like, no, Robert, sit down, sit down. You do not need to be putting on skates. So my daughter goes with her friend and her dad always takes them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, you're, you're just being so nice for yeah, always taking them. Yeah. And so at one time I drop her off and he is getting out of the car with his skates his oh. personal skates that look really expensive. And yeah. Like, oh, I get it now. And roller you bl- like to skate. Are they rollerblades or roller skates? No, these are skates. Yeah, that's the thing. This People is like the roller school, rink, roller old skate. school. Yeah. And so then I go and pick her up one time and they're not quite finished, but they allow me to go in, yeah. even though I didn't pay, just to grab her. And he is like whipping around the roller rink Backwards, like doing that backwards thing where they go really, really I'm fast so and envious. cross their legs over. Yeah, I'm so you know? envious. I always wanted to try that. I was like, oh, oh, I really do get it yeah. now. Like he will take them all the time because this is what he likes to do. But uh, yeah, I was like, wow, I didn't even know that was a thing. But no, apparently it's a going, thing. I get in a rhythm after a while. They, and I always remember Eric Clapton, Cocaine. Like that's the song I remember. And a children's- couple skate? Yeah, no, in a, a children's, you know, themed skating facility and they're playing Cocaine. That was the popular song at the time, I guess. But that's what I remember from the 70s which is a song that i always felt should be better than it is it drags it just drags for for a song about cocaine it's it's too slow it doesn't work no he should have come up with something a little okay 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 if you want to get down get down the ground okay if you want to get up get up hey (laughs) (laughs) have some more it's great hey now it's friday hey it used to be tuesday oh man yeah that's a song about cocaine yeah well this last band they went that was pretty fast i think these guys are doing a lot of coke too Mm. who knows skating skating and coking Nah, but it was all right that that didn't hit me as something i was going to go listen to more. I knew that one was kind of suspect. Yeah. So it blended in with a lot of other bands just like that. But right now, Robert, yeah. I need you to take that helmet off. Oh, yeah. It's time. Yes, yes, yes. Who's <laughs> We are not playing who's oh, That's what he said. No, no. We are playing a band from Gothenburg, Sweden. Gothenburg? Gothenburg. That sounds... That's like, somewhere we need to go. I want to go to Gothenburg. We know we need to go to Sweden anyway. Yeah, but we're we might as well go to Gothenburg. It, yes. Oh, when it's dark like... All the time. 22 hours out of the 24 hours... <laughs> I'm going to Gothenburg. Yes. Better than Gatlinburg. And and when I tell you the name of this band, you're going to be like, oh, they got to be from Gothenburg. This is a band that I first heard opening for The Sword. Remember the band The Sword? I don't know sure. if you do. 
Eh, you don't remember them? No. They were a Texas band. They they were kind of big for a minute. They opened for Metallica in the 2000s. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Kent Oberly, our friend, yes. and dr- former drummer. So we went to see The Sword, and this band was opening up. And I was like, Kent, have you ever heard of Graveyard? He's like, no, never heard of Graveyard. These guys come out, and I swear to God, you would have thought that they stepped out of a time warp and that it was 1979. Like, they looked like 1979 on a stage. How so? Describe this. Put, bell, this full bell bottoms, greasy long hair, uh-huh. you know, the button-up shirts that were kind of silky yet kind of cowboyish. Yeah. Uh, another guy had on like a pentagram t-shirt that was way too tight for yeah. him and he's a yep. super skinny guy, you know, yeah. wearing like, uh, I think one guy had on um, those old school Adidas that used to be like the running shoes in the 70s. Yeah. Another guy had on platform shoes and even the equipment, you know, Rickenbacker bass with a coily, you know, like a phone cord Mm -hmm. plugged in, not not the normal lead cord. And all the guitars were vintage guitars, vintage amps, even a vintage Rogers drum kit. I mean, it was just everything was 1978, If you come out like that, you better be able to back it up. And I was like, oh, I'm going to like this. I already know. They haven't played a note and I know I'm going to like it. And they lit into what was the best, almost black sabbath sounding mm. set that i've ever heard yet it was it was original it was their music it sounded like them but it just had that vibe yeah. of 70s black sabbath mixed with pentagram was probably a, another good one obviously they were fans of pentagram but it was cool man it was that was 2008 and then there's so i i bought their cd kent got their vinyl i remember we were both like holy shit yeah. let's go get this spend money. <laughs> this is good we gotta spend money give them money yep and in 2011 their second album came out called his singing blues which is one word his singing so i don't know if that's a swedish thing mm-hmm. or I don't know what it means, but this album, they, you got to go check out the album cover. It's badass, and I can't even describe it. It's basically, it's like a split level. You're seeing a boat above water, oh, and yeah. the guys are in the boat, and like one guy's dipping his hand in the water, but you're also seeing what's below the water. Mm-hmm. So above the water, it's kind of dark dun, and murky. Dun, 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 below dun, the water, dun, 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 it's dun, dun, really dark and murky, and there's like all these like awesome looking sea monsters like right <laughs> below them. <laughs> it's really, yeah, really what cool. What a great day to go out on a boat, man. Yeah. S- super just killer art work i love this album they've had five albums to date and all of them are like the 70s kind of doomy acid rock but yet mm. it still sounds kind of current just super cool and i'm going to play a song from hissing and blues it came out in 2011 right now and the title of this song is both in english and in swedish so the english is buying truth let me try my swedish go for it man. i'm gonna go for it you can do it pronunciate it tack ok forlat tack ok forlat maybe oh yeah totally maybe. know what that Fjord. is maybe it's fjordlat that means by the truth i don't know maybe yeah. i think you're speaking swedish it's, i've been listening now we're gonna listen swedish here we go Dynamite is 
I didn't want that in. That was a fun trip. 2011. Like, it's recorded and played. It's insane. I mean, you it would think that's like from the 70s. 77, 78. It's like a little bit of Hawkwind mixed in there. A Maybe even trippiness. earlier. Maybe even like early 70s. Yeah, I don't know. It was, like I said, it's making me think of Hawkwind. Yeah. It was kind of trippy rock. And they had a little bit more Hammond in there or some Hammond. It totally would have reminded me of that. Love it. God bless Sweden. Yes. These guys. Man, when are we going? Graveyard from Gothenburg. Look at plane Amazing. tickets. Amazing. You should check out their rest of their stuff. I think you'd really dig it. Super cool. Now, let's see. We got another band to play. Now, where is this band from? This bit. Oh, you know what? I'm going to need you to take that helmet off again. Oh, come on. I'm sorry. I got helmet hair. Yep. Little little Viking call in there, yeah, a little something something on that, a little one. extra on that one. Wow, and that's because this band. Now this is your band. Yeah. Okay. Good. They're not from Sweden though. Oh, they're from Oslo, Norway. So we play the Viking anthem no matter what. Any, anywhere in that you region, know. you know, Vikings didn't respect borders. No, not at all. They just pillaged. Yeah. Amongst other things. Is that yours? You want that? It's mine now. Thank you. <laughs> yes, from Oslo, Norway. And if there's ever been a band that I was like, Robert's going to like this band. Mm. This is the one. Put the pressure on me, man. Yeah, I am. I don't want to Kind of setting you. it up for failure, oh, aren't no. I? It's <laughs> a band called The Carburetors. Okay. So we're starting good. We're starting off with In Your Wheelhouse. Yeah. No pun intended. Uh, pun intended. That's what you did there. Mm. And another, I have no clue how this ended up on the old iPad, but I do remember this one because I just remember thinking this band was so cool. And when I look up, how they're described in the old world of the internet. This is how they're described. Boogie, rock and roll, and heavy metal that's a mix of Chuck Berry and Motorhead. Whoa. Well, okay. Once again, you're setting the bar pretty high there. What else do you need? No, no. That's about it. What else do you need? Now, in 2005, the other reason that this band kind of piques my interest, in 2005, they contributed to a tribute album, one that I don't own yet. I will own it. It was called... Gods of Thunder, a Norwegian tribute to uh, yes. Sorry. There's a kiss connection with K. The album cover for this album, which is very expensive because it's it was only released in Norway, I guess. And plus they're shipping. And they're shipping. But the album cover is literally a painting of Kiss on a Viking ship. And you can buy that ship for $2 million <laughs> from You Jeep. too can buy this, this ship, authentic <laughs> Viking ship that was sailed and conquests. Oh, yes. I got to get that one. Yes. Gods of Thunder, a Norwegian tribute to Kiss. I must hear it. Maybe later. All right. This band, the Carburetors. Will that be an excuse to play Kiss? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think if I get it, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Good. Give us a good reason. Now, the other thing that's cool about this band, and you may have heard of this contest before, this band participated in something called the Melody Grand Prix in 2012. And this is where Norwegians choose their representative for the Eurovision Song Contest. <laughs> Have you ever heard of the Eurovision Song? I have heard of it. Never watched it one time. It sounds horrible. It's like a bad American Idol, but it's all over Europe. It's, yes, it's, it's American Idol. Europe. Europe. No. Okay. <laughs> but it's they take actual bands. Instead of just a Instead singer. of just a singer. Yeah. Yes. This band, the Carburetors, advanced all the way to the grand finale, but were eliminated in the first round. So they did not make it to represent Norway in the Eurovision Song Contest, but they got very close. Yet another reason to love them. Because when you hear them, like, really? <laughs> That's awesome. 
<laughs> they are still around. Yeah. So you can go find this band in Norway right now. Their last recording, however, just like some of the other bands we've talked about today, last recording was in 2015, yet they're still around. What are they doing? Having a good time. I guess so. I don't know. They're in Scandinavia. I don't know. What's not to love? Four full-length albums, yet they released their last one in 2015. Go figure. We're going to play from that album. That's the one I have. The name of the album, Laughing in the Face of Death. Yet another reason to love this band. Great album title and great song, Lords of Thunder. Thunder! 
Yeah, you think they've heard some Motorhead? <laughs> yeah, maybe a little uh, Orgasmatron, Cradle to the Grave. Yeah, yeah maybe a About 20 bit. other Motorhead songs the same. <laughs> dun, 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 and the throat. Dun, dun. I mean, the, yeah, that of course. Uh, good stuff, though. That, such a melodious voice. Can you imagine? <laughs> Representing Norway. For the Eurovision Song Contest 2012, we have actual Vikings. The Carraders. <laughs> Laws of Thunder. I think they missed the boat. I mean, they there's... The Viking boat? Yeah, the Viking boat. There's <laughs> a type of carburetor called the Quadrajet. Okay. That could have been another album. Oh, okay. The part of the carburetor is called the Throttle Body. Oh, yeah. That's, all these are great album names. They could have kept going. I don't know why they quit. Why weren't you in a band called the Carburetors? I don't know. We missed the boat on that one, too. <laughs> <laughs> we spent all this time thinking about band names, and we never thought, look, just pull up car parts. We got pretty close with Big Jack Nomad. Yeah, that was, that was going in that direction. We were given an homage. We stole it from an actual... <laughs> Pneumatic shop. So. Big Jack's Pneumatics and Hydraulics. It was the actual name of the place. Right. And went out of business. Do you remember we went back a week <laughs> later to get our picture taken in front of his sign? Because yep. out front it said Big Jack's Pneumatics and Hydraulics. Out of business taking the sign that fast. I mean, as soon as we decided, they're like, nope, we're closing up shop. Yeah. Don't want to be associated with this we're band. Heard there's a band. Yeah, no. Nope. <laughs> we can't do that. No, we don't want anything to do with this band. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, that was a good just fun song i mean you gotta it's tough when you get compared to motorhead i'm sorry it you really gotta it, yeah, it's, set it's it up too level. much was it yeah. too okay no 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 but i'm just saying that for them bless their hearts if they're getting compared to motorhead sorry it's tough you got a big shoes to fill when it comes to it's like oh they sound like kiss oh boy or they sound like rush oh boy you know people right. start judging you really harshly but for just a fun band yes that's a fun band and yes that would have been odd to see them represent norway Norway. Yeah. I don't know. If you ask me, I feel like they should have taken the number five spot from Beyonce in that list that we read earlier. I think the carburetors yes. should have fit right in I there with, so. with the five and Kendrick I think, Lamar's. I'm thinking rockabilly when I hear the carburetors. Yeah, you would think a little, a little more, more rockabilly. Rockabilly punk. Yeah. Punkabilly. Yep, yep. Okay, well, let's move on because this next band, they're from... Oh, shit. Take your helmet off. We speed it up. Just speed the song up. I like the little horn at the end. Yeah, well, Vikings, you know. Yeah, they're all they're everywhere. All right. Yes, a, another band. This is a Swedish sleazy rock and almost cowpunk band. Cowpunk? Yeah, oh. they got a little bit of that they cowboy got cowboys punk. over there? Apparently they do. Apparently they boo. They boo? They boo. What or is they wrong with me tonight? You I just cannot speak. Because you're drinking coffee or tea. I'm drinking tea. Tea, that's your yeah, problem. I'm, I'm trying not to get sick because everybody in my house is sick right now. Oh, we can't make out that. I had, okay. No, not tonight. I had to sneak away. <laughs> The wife is sleeping. Yeah. Not feeling well. I had Doped to sneak away up. to come here. <laughs> you got her, everybody's knocked out on Benadryl. And you hope <laughs> yeah, they'll wake up before you get knocked home. Knocked them all out and left. <laughs> See you. <'em. laughs> but anyway, I don't know why I can't speak. Yeah. Yes, this band, just another great European, I don't know what you want to call it, sleazy rock. Euro trash. Punk, whatever it is. Great band name, Psycho Punch. One word. Oh, that's a good. Yeah, that's a great name. Psycho Punch. Mm-hmm. So they're somewhere between like 70s. 
punk rock and some metal, some glam, some kind of cowboy punk. Yeah. I don't know. They're kind of all over the place. They've released a whole bunch of albums. Again, not really sure. I think I got them on eMusic. I think that's how I got this band because during that time, this came out in 2010, I was trying to find uh, economical ways to get downloads other than iTunes because a dollar was just too yeah. much for a song. Way too damn Way much. too the damn much. The rent was too damn high. E-music was music like 40 was cents. Yeah. And that's... So, but they didn't have. But it was legal. It was legal. It was. I had stopped doing the illegal stuff. By I don't point. know what you're talking about, Kevin yes, Williams I, from Smyrna, Georgia. I my give you friend, his my friend Lars, told me I better stop. <laughs> I can't do an invitation. It's such a tool, though. <laughs> um, yeah, he's so, not in tool. <laughs> <laughs> Like, good afternoon. My name is, you know, like, Lars Ulrich from Metallica. I've worked for years to get where I am today. Years and years of playing clubs and recording demo tapes. Me and my buddy, like, James Hetfield here have shed blood, sweat, and motherfucking beer to get where we are today. Beer! Good! And now we're fucking wealthy beyond, you know, like, belief. So where was I? Oh, yeah. All you post-pubescent boys who have bought, like, our albums and our t-shirts and our concert videos and... and, and, and t-shirts! Good! Yeah, t-shirts. You loyal fans who, like, bang your heads are at concerts and pay like $200 for a ticket, $20 for like a CD, like $50 for a Metallica t-shirt, and like $100 for a genuine Metallica cock ring. You're all fucking awesome, and we'll never forget you. You fucking made us rich. You fucking made us popular. You got us under the cover of, you know, like, Kerrang! magazine. I worship you. You, the Metallica fan. Beer! Good! Unless you download it until it sleeps from Napster. Then you're going to motherfucking jail. You're motherfucking meat. You'll be some fat, greasy, tattooed bastard's buttery cornhole. Who do you think you are? I mean, just, you know, because you, like, made us rich, you think you can get free stuff? Songs that we spent upwards of, you know, like... Yeah, because there was a sign that said, you must be this tall to be in Tool, and you couldn't pass that. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, so let's get back to Psycho Punch. Send your hate mail to Kevin Williams. (laughs) Psycho Punch, 12 albums from 2009 to 2019. Still going strong. Still Psycho Punching out there. Nice Swedish band. So I only own this one album because obviously it was on this iPad and apparently it didn't transition over to anything else. So it was discovered. This is a song called Long Time Coming.
out there helping men with their long time coming <laughs> problems <laughs> nice that was a fun song that really was it was just like a good party anthem oh man it just made me want to party drink all the beer. time party was the andrew andrew wk, WK yeah. yeah a little uh a little more to this structurally than maybe andrew wk yes <laughs> yes it had a verse and a his, chorus his was just like boom 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 party boom, all the time party all the time party Woo! Yeah. Oh man, I love it. I yeah. think it's cool. You know what I think it is? I think it's a mix of social distortion Ooh. with you know those that band, you know the guys I'm talking about? The um Pixies? No. Social distortion? Uh, no, no we've already that. I you said the social distortion. No, it's the other band that I'm thinking of. I'm sure it's in your head too, because the guitar uh, riff reminded me of that guy. Is it on the he's panel. spacey? Is it on what? the banner? No, no. Oh, I know who it is. Yes. Oh, not yes. kill. <laughs> kiss. There's your second kiss connection. Double yeah. whammy. Dude, there's like- Two for Tuesday. It's like Ace Fraley yeah. guitar all over that. Love it. It's okay, like, well, I'll have to go back and listen to it in that realm of thinking that is Ace. Oh, yeah. Total Ace Fraley fan. I guarantee you. I okay. put money on it. Put money Swedish on. money. Swedish money. <laughs> I believe those are called Euros. <laughs> oh, that's right. What are they used? Duh. It's Euros, yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. Now this last band, I got one last more. One. Have I proven the this decade or rock? Off. Helmet on or off? That's all I got to say. What? Hey, hey man, I don't Can know. I just leave it off because <laughs> you know, however you want to do this party, helmet man. Head however you want to do this party. No, you can, you can keep it on for okay. this one, I believe. Right. I need a little protection. This is um, a band that represents, as I was going through this time capsule of an iPad, yeah. that represents where I was at that point in time. I was really into discovering progressive, like newer progressive rock, mm-hmm. progressive metal. That was kind of my thing. New bands and new. New bands playing that kind yeah. of music. And then the other thing that I was really into and I was diving really deep into was Japanese visual care. Oh, this... This was, was the early, decade early where I that? was really discovering all this stuff oh, and just all the special music, just gobbling it up. And I have to play something from this band because one, I was obsessed, but two, this is the band that kind of kickstarted it all for me. And you always the remember way, your first one. Yeah, I always remember your first Japanese metal band. Yeah, so I mentioned the swear earlier. So when the swear, the band I was in, when we played South by Southwest in the late 2000s, call it 2008, 2009 ish, Jeremy and I, Jeremy Zamora, who we've mentioned twice now on this program, we attended Japan night. They mm-hmm. have a night, actually, I think it was two nights dedicated only to Japanese bands who came over to play South by Southwest yeah. in Austin, Texas at a little bar called the Elysium and they took over for like two nights and that's all they did. And we went to one, I think we did South by three or four times, maybe five times. And we went to Japan night every time because that was our jam. And that's when we, this one, I at least started really getting in, into this stuff. And Jeremy said, well, you've heard of X Japan, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think I've heard of them, but I've never really heard them. And then I started diving in and he's like, well, you should check them out. And I did. And they're the ones that created the whole genre called visual K back mm-hmm. in the eighties. And that's where all all this crazy outfits and looks and yeah, this you think uh, American crazy, hair crazy, bands crazy. look wild? No, you got to look up photos of this stuff. Mix goth and glam. We've done episodes on yeah, this. So go back to episodes and um, it's I mean, thirteen and, and sixty-seven. And I'll help yeah, you that, out. Thank you very much. Yes, yeah, shock and all. Japanese visual K. We've yeah. we've covered this music. I've been on Decibel Geek. I've covered it there as well. I've made Aaron Camaro a big fan of this band and a few others. But I want to play a song from twenty fifteen from. Japan as our last song because the band sort of stopped in 1997. Mm-hmm. That was kind of the end for them. And then the guitarist, Hide, he started doing solo material and the guys went on and did other things. Now, Yoshi- who, who was the one that played with Ron Keel or Ron Keel sang with? No, that was a different band. All right. I, I know, but do you remember the... I was just thinking about that story. That was that, um, uh, Tiger. Oh, right yeah. there. Saber Tiger. <laughs> Saber, Saber yeah, Tiger. Saber Tiger, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was Saber Tiger. Different guitarist. But this band, uh, they went on and did other things. And Yoshiki is the guy that most people know. He is the drummer and kind of the face of X-Japan. Mm-hmm. But he's more of like a classical guy. So he went on and did compositions. And is he the Japanese neo or- Orchestral. Well, he, he's beyond that because yeah. he's not just a drummer. He, you know, writes and composes and... All of these big. Well, Neil did the lyrics orchestration. Didn't he? he did. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So he's yep. multi talented. But anyway, they kind of disbanded in a way. They reformed in 2007, just playing some gigs. They did play the U.S. They played Madison Square Garden, like sold wow. out two nights at Madison Damn. Square Garden. But that was the only place they played. But otherwise, people don't know this band unless you're yeah. in the know in that scene. And then they announced that they were going to put out a new album in the 20 teens. Mm-hmm. They're going to put out a single in 2015, and then you should expect the album to come out in 2016. It's going to be the first album they've ever put out in English. Okay. Be- before then, it's just been like every 
couple words might be English, the rest of it's Japanese. And they released the single in 2015. It kicks ass. It's amazing. Still waiting on the album. Oh, well. Yeah, still waiting good. on the album. Here we are, 2023. Axel Rose is mixing it for them. They, yeah, this is their <laughs> Japanese democracy. Yes. They have still not released this album. However, another reason I'm playing this song is it was just announced. Just the other day, I read this story that another single will be released on July 28th of 2023. Allegedly. Allegedly. Meaning the album should be out huh? in about five or six years. What do you think? Yeah, about that rate. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be drawing Social Security. No, They'll be dead. You'll have a little but money. But you'll have an album. Yeah, you can pay for that album with your <laughs> Medicare funds. So I want to play the single from the forthcoming album. This single is called Born to be Free. It is so ex-Japan. It so represents the genre that they created, which is known as Visual K.
mind. Its love covers me with blindness. Its hatred cuts through the skin of shallowness. But I won't run. I will roll. Born to be free. Born to be free. Nobody can steal our life away. Born to be free. before I give my comments about this song that I had four hours sleep last night mm. and I had, I've had beer. So mm-hmm. you can just imagine what kind of shape my brain is right now. It's the end of the podcast. I made it through the podcast. You're semi, born to be free. Semi-lucid. But I picture this song from 1987 in a movie with Louis Gossett Jr. <laughs> about some jet that he gets stolen. He has to go steal it back or something like that. There was something like that going on in the 80s. Can't remember what the movie is, but you know what I'm talking about. Iron Eagle. Iron Eagle. Yeah, so that's American <laughs> Eagle. Like, no, that's the outfitter place. <laughs> Doug Masters, raised on an airbase, born to fly. Doug, it's your dad. He's been shot down. Now his father is a hostage in a foreign country. I have been informed you will not sign the confession we require. At no time did I violate your territorial airspace. And nobody's willing to help him. We're doing all we can. Which is nothing, isn't it? They're gonna hang him. Except one retired combat pilot. Chappie, he's only got... Three days. I got the whole base wired. I can get you. Plane, aerial recon, intelligence. Get me a couple of pilots, too. I can get you one. We're gonna bust them out of there. Sure, you're up to it. All right, all right, we're going! While the government can't risk a rescue, they will. I want these pigs blown out of the sky. See you soon, Dad. Gossett Jr., Jason Gedrick, Iron Eagle. Um, yeah, so I'm definitely loopy at this point, but yeah, that's what I imagine that song. And that was a lot to throw at me at the end of a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I am just dead right now. Mentally and physically, everything, I'm dead. But it was really good. I can also can't imagine what kind of epileptic seizure light show this band must have when they play live. That's that's all I can imagine is this they are visual absolute assault on your brain and go, your eyeballs. Go to YouTube. Do your homework. Okay. Go to YouTube and look up X I'll, Japan. I'll do that tomorrow. 1997. Is that what the those, high, that those was the were height? their yeah that the was heyday. the height of their like over the top stadium 
a show. Yeah, that's what all that picture was me sitting there squinting my eyes going, oh God, I can't deal with this anymore. And yeah, it's amazing. And that was kind of the last time they were kind of wearing the crazy get-ups yeah. and stuff. They don't really do that anymore, but they, I mean, they still look badass, but. Yeah, they you just know, toned it down. They bit. toned it down a little bit, but overly, overly dramatic. That's, yes. that is what Visual K is. It's like every emotion thrown into yeah. one song. So but you're thrashing and then you're sappy. They're, they're speaking English. I definitely like it a lot more. I can't get into the stuff that's Japanese. Right. I'm sorry. Right. That's just, as somebody that's written music and sang music for years, I've got to have a connection. You're a words guy. I'm you, a words you got, guy. Yeah, you got to have uh, those. So words. I love the music, but I got to have some words in there with it. So yeah, I, this I definitely appreciate a lot more. And I think when, if they release this album, I think it will go over better because it will be in English. Yeah. And I think that will go a long way for them internationally, perhaps, yeah. to get kind of the do that they deserve little trivia yeah. for you okay did you ever notice that our logo the inobscuria logo has a japanese rising sun in it oh you sneaky bastard <laughs> there is a reason that there is a yeah. big red circle and the, in the microphone middle. the way you did the microphone it looks actually looks like japanese alphabet writing how oh. they do that with a paintbrush yeah you know, kanji it's a, it's kanji, like kanji yeah it's a whole thing it, you learn how to do this brush strokes and the microphone looks like that well that wasn't intentional but the big but red you can, round you can say it is yes it is it is now. It is now. I edit that out. <laughs> That's the beauty part of it. <laughs> yeah, a little trivia for yeah, you. I like that. So the, our logo kind of puts in all the things that, that I love. So you've got yeah. the, did you know that the lettering, do you know where this lettering is from? The Inobscuria lettering. It's like a haunted house looking lettering. That is the same font that is used to do the Nightmare on yeah, Elm Street. Yeah, I got it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I just uh, changed it a little bit. You know. Oh, and real quick, the UO, the orange UO Union Oil. That is Urge Overkill. <laughs> Well, they stole the logo from They stole it, yes. Yeah, okay. That's what I was asking. I yes, can't remember. They stole it from, is it Gulf? G- yeah, Gulf Oil Company. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, okay. I just you had, like sorry. totally went a different direction. I know, sorry. We, I had to ask that. I'm talking logo what, and you're looking at something else. I know. It's, look, squirrel. <laughs> I told you, my brain is completely fried. I've no, I haven't been this tired in a while. And I was fine when we started the podcast. Yeah. But then I had now a beer. Now you're done. Yeah, I had a beer and it's like, oh, that just amplified the fact that I'm sleep deprived. Well, I'm going to let you go to bed very soon. Yes. Well, I, I'm going to have uh, second dinner and then bed. Okay. Well, I have to ask you, yeah. did I prove to you that in the years from 2010 to 2015 that there was actually rock there was music. good damn music. There was yes. actually good shit out there. Not the stuff I was listening to, but yes, it was good damn music. All right. Well, I proved my point then. You did. So I, we can looking forward to 2015 through today. Yes, that will not be next week, but okay. we can soon hit it sometime soon. Yeah, and we can adjourn, and adjourn. you can go to bed after you eat. Yes. After you second, make something that makes dinner. it worthy for me to hit a button. Okay. Not tonight, but I'll promise. I, before next week, that is my mission. We haven't hit the button in two episodes. Next week, you will. No, I no, no, what about no. What With my... Psst, 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 All right, psst, stop. Psst, spray bottle. Psst, psst. <laughs> like, Dio was like, fuck that. Oh, he got excited. <laughs> He's like, wait, was it Tom? He, he hates the spray bottle. He's ready to eat, too. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I promise there's not a Bible around here, so hand on the table. I promise you will have a button-worthy episode next okay, week. Okay, so next week, yeah. we're going to be able to do this. Not, no, oh, no, 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 no. Okay. No. Well, how about this? <laughs> <laughs>